welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, July 21st, 2021, and I'm coming to you with Dr. Rick Morton from Birmingham, Alabama. And today we are so absolutely thrilled to be joined by our brother uh, from another mother, but a same father from Liberia, uh, Mr. Destiny Nuwan. And Destiny has been a partner with Lifeline for the last 11 years. One of the reasons I am so excited for you to hear from this brother and to hear what's going on in Liberia is because as you will hear from our brother Destiny, this is a man who is a man of great passion, a man who loves the Lord, and a man who who selflessly has served his country in so many different ways, not just over the last 11 years, but over so many years. He's a pastor, he's a communicator, he's a passionate worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's a father and a husband, and above all else, he's a follower of Christ. And so I'm so excited. And even before we hear from Destiny, I want you to know that I had the opportunity to, to first travel to Liberia in 2010, in March 2010, and went with a Youth for Christ trip where we were going in and through many of the cities throughout Liberia, teaching and preaching and doing rallies. And we had this great band and this great set of worship leaders that accompanied us. And Destiny was one of those worshipers who was leading us in worship. And we got to see his passion for worship. We got to see his passion for the Lord. And the Lord just used that trip to bring Destiny and Lifeline to a place where we could partner through Unadopted to help seed Destiny's ministry to orphan and vulnerable children. And so you're in for a treat to hear from Destiny today. But before we get there, I wanna remind those who are looking at adoption as a way to grow your family and as a way to be a ministry to orphan and vulnerable children that we have just released a new ebook called How to Fund Your Adoption. And for those who are seeking to adopt, we have this, they'll help you financially prepare for the journey. It's filled with tips, resources, contact information for grant organizations, and so much more. To receive this free ebook or to learn more, you can always go to lifelinechild.org or see our show notes. So again, go to lifelinechild.org or if you'll see the show notes, there'll be a link to the exact place where you can receive this free ebook on how to fund your adoption. Well, Dr. Rick, uh, grateful for you to be here again. And uh, brother, I know that uh, while you have actually never had the opportunity to go to Liberia, I know you have been living vicariously through those of us who have been. And I know that you have heard us speak so highly of what the Lord's doing in Liberia and through uh, destiny. You know, even as we're sitting here today, uh, almost exactly a week ago, I mean, a month ago, our dear sister in Christ, Christine Norman, who led REAP, uh, another one of our partners in Liberia, went from this life into glory to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I'm just incredibly inspired by is I believe that Destiny is one of the, the future leaders that will take up the mantle of the leadership of the past that we've seen in Liberia. 
Yeah, Herbie, absolutely. And I, you know, it's been my privilege to spend time with Destiny here in the U.S. and and to to watch the ministry uh, that's happening there in Liberia from afar. And and I think one of the things that I'm that I continue to be impressed with about Hope in Action and and the ministry that Destiny has is is the way that he's rallying churches and pastors to the cause, um, the way that he's created a network of. Uh, children's homes and 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 directors and people that they're able to pour into, but the way that that's being leveraged for the gospel. And so, Destiny, I just love your pastor's heart and and the way that you are um, that you are keeping the gospel relevant and and in front of people who are caring for vulnerable children and integrating that with with great training and great resources to help them be better at what they do. I think also, uh, you know, as as I've written about a lot that there are times where we as Westerners feel like we're getting in the way when, when we're connected um, missionally and connected on the ground. And I think you, you've done such a great job of, of connecting people in churches here in the U.S. meaningfully to the work um, and, and helping people to be involved in, in training and, and in equipping those and, and giving the best of what we have um, while not hindering the, the mission and hindering the work. And I, I, I love uh, what God is doing through hope and action. I'm so excited that we continue to be able to partner and, and be a part of this work. And, and so I'm going to hush because really we want to talk to our brother because he's the, he's, he's the one that has uh, the good stuff to say today. So yeah, Destiny, t- tell us, and, and for people who, who have never heard of what hope and action is doing, tell us a little bit about this ministry that the Lord has led you to in Liberia. Thank you so much. Uh, Herbie and Rick, uh, I'm so grateful for this uh, opportunity. And uh, I want to say hi again to every one of, every one of you guys that will be listening. Um, Hope in Action is a, it's a mandate that God has given to me um, over the years. I believe um, coming up as, as a, a illegal adopted child because of our civil crisis, the law have placed on my heart um, this desire to give a return to my adopted father. Um, the so rest in peace, Herbert, uh, Herbert Becker, a German, a German, and his wife Jenna Becker, who's in Ghana. She's aging, and uh, coming up with a lifeline, uh, being a, a mentor and a senior partner for my life, family, and what God is doing in my life. Uh, I have come to see that hope has been has been defined in, in different ways, in diverse ways. But I believe from the Bible, hope must be felt, hope must be actualized, hope must be seen. So when we were praying for God to give us a, a, a name that will really push us to drive us into doing what he called us to do, what came to us was hope in action. And we believe Christ, Christ is an example of hope in action. We see that in through the pages of scripture. And to make this uh, visible, to make this uh, uh, concrete, we have to take what God has given us in order to reach out to people. So hope in action in a, in a nutshell is, has a, is a mandate uh, that God has given to us to reach out to orphans and vulnerable children. But how do we do this is we target churches, we target communities, we target institutions, like minor institutions, so as to be able to share what God has given to us, the best practices which we have learned over the years through our partners, so as to be able to shape and mold the minds and hearts and feet 
of caregivers and even the children who they are caring for in the orphanages. Right now in Liberia, we have 100 plus orphanages that are serving thousands and thousands plus of orphans and vulnerable children. So these orphanages, they, they have major challenges and our role is to come alongside their vision. So we have a system put in place called the ODN. The ODN is the Orphanage Director Network that enables us to reach out to those orphanages through the orphanage directors and the caregivers and the children themselves. So uh, when we talk about hope in action, we talk about how people can see the gospel. Responsibility uh, that's giving us as a mandate in Psalm 82 3 and James 1 27. So, uh, uh, Herbie and Ray and, and everybody listening to me, I just want you to know that um, Hope in Action is doing what God has mandated us to do in Liberia, and we are looking to a future where this impact will be immersed and people's lives will be saved, children before they age out can receive life skills, which is part of our compo our components to our offense to provide what we call a holistic framework of life skills. Having the ability to get job skills, uh, uh, soft skills and hard skills before the age out of orphanages at the age of 18. So these are things that we are involved with and we are trusting in God that uh, he gave us the grace and gave us the wisdom to continue doing it while we are yet on the earth. Amen. Amen. Well, I know well, we're also joined we're today also by Mike Edwards, the director of our own adoption program. Uh, Mike, I would just love for you to give us an overview of how you have seen the Lord working through destiny and how you've seen the Lord working through hope and action. You had the opportunity, I know, almost two years ago to travel to Liberia and to get to go around with Destiny and his team, just give us a, a sight of an impact from your eyes of how you see the Lord working uh, through this incredible ministry. It's it's really, thank you, Herbie. It's really amazing to see um, Destiny and the work of Hope in Action. Um, his, his ministry and his outreach really started uh, to the caregivers and the orphanage director, uh, orphanage directors, to really just equip and encourage those guys who were kind of in the trenches uh, kind of day in and day out. And uh, I would meet with Destiny and um, encourage him and help him with resources and materials. But it really wasn't until um, joining Destiny in Monrovia to actually see some of his work to help me understand what the real impact was. We went to an orphanage uh, called uh, Judith Craig uh, Orphanage in Monrovia. And Destiny was not only known by the caregivers and by the director, but there were children there that were giving him high fives and uh, talking to him. And uh, there was a young lady uh, that we were there when we were there that was cooking cornbread. And um, she brought it out to Destiny as a gift as a way to say thank you because destiny had just been to that orphanage uh, a few weeks earlier teaching uh, life skills with him and he had brought in some some other instructors 
And so not only is he having an impact directly with the caregivers and the directors of these orphanage, but these kids know who he is and they want to be around him. And for, for Destiny to, to have a relationship on that level is, is so special and it gives him even more opportunity to share the gospel. So really super thankful that, that I got to see uh, that, that type of uh, experience from him. Yeah, and I know that was the passion that I witnessed from Destiny, uh, even the first time that we met, just to see the interaction and the respect that so many people have for him and his life. And, you know, Destiny, as I think of the last year, I know that the last year has been tough for the world and for the the whole uh, community. And I know that COVID has obviously impacted Liberia as well uh, as it has the rest of the world. But pandemics, disease, hardship is not something that's new, unfortunately, for Liberia. Obviously, you had the Ebola uh, outbreak of several years ago. But how has the Lord continued to use hope and action in your ministry to be able to work and to be able to to be used by the Lord, even during these times of, of sickness and pandemic. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Brother Herbie. Uh, with the pandemic, uh, we, we are so, we are encouraged because we know Liberia is not just the only country being affected by the pandemic. Um, with that of the Ebola, we learned uh, a lot of lessons. Uh, and some of the lessons that we learned from the Ebola time, uh, we brought also uh, to that of the coronavirus. Even though the strains are different, but I have come to realize that a, a particular song uh, have never left my mouth, and that song is Trust and Obey. Trust and Obey, but there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And with all the precautionary measures, the, I mean, the preventive measures, we have come to see that God has continued to give us a heart to believe in him, number one, and to be able to make a decision to reach out to these orphanages. Uh, even with the lockdown, I can remember Michael and I, we had a discussion and it wasn't even easy to, to accept the orphanages because um, the lockdown, but because of the grace of God and because of what we've been doing, the history are there. Whenever people hear about us, we introduce ourselves. They just advise us and tell us take time because they know I believe God placed on their heart that we have a message, the gospel, to share to these children and know uh, and the uh, and the caregivers. Because I'll tell you for sure, Herbie, um, the lockdown wasn't easy for us. People who used to stop by at orphanages to give some assistance, the rice and other things. They were not going there anymore. And the calls kept coming to us. And though we never had it, but our presence, our praying for them, our interacting with the children, helping them with the nose marks, the face shield, and, and giving them some, some handout, uh, the, the, some booklets, paper, two pages, document to give uh, what you need to do in washing your hands. I mean, that is all about the church. And I believe that there is something more we could do and that's what we were doing. So, Hope in Action was able to 
maintain our identification with the office director student network, continue to call them, those who were able to reach because our inability to travel, uh, our mobility, but we had the phone calls, we have the audience on, on Facebook, the messenger page, and that was a means of encouragement, a means of reaching out to the orphanage directors, to the caregivers, and to the children. And these three categories of, 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 of areas are the areas that God has really given us a grace to reach. Through the ODN, we are able to interact with the orphanage directors, get to know their stories, get to know how we can pray for them, how specifically we can pray for them. And then through that, we are able to know how many caregivers serving in their missions or visions at the orphanages. And through the caregivers, we, we are able to know the children. I'm able to see the children. I'm able to reach out. I'm talking since, 20, since 2011, 2012. We have gotten to know some of these children. They have aged out. Some of them, they are in the church with me. The church, our pastor will have about six of them. They are playing, I mean, major roles in a worship team with the instrument. So God is just, I think God has called us. I love to say us because I am pouring in the life of others what God has given to me. So I love to say us. We are giving us the mandate to be able to do what we have called us to do. And we are doing it gradually, step by step, as we depend upon him. Amen. Amen. I love the way and seeing the way that the Lord has used hope in action, not just through COVID, but like you said, through the Ebola and how we've seen these hardships really flourish the ministry. And Dr. Rick, I know uh, just the, the scriptural, the biblical thing that we've seen uh, in in life, that, that when we're forced through these hardships, it's really when we see flourishing, because I think for so many of us, we don't rely upon the Lord, unfortunately, until we're put into these, these hardships. And, and it really is the time that we tap into uh, what the Lord has for us to do. So talk to us a little bit more, Dr. Rick, about just how we can lean into the Lord during these hard times. Yeah, I, you know, Herbie, I think that that we we realize that when when we're truly put under pressure, and and when we are, you know, when circumstances come against us that are challenging, um, we really realize where our where our hope is, and where our resource is, and where our ability to, you know, to to live comes from. And you know, Destiny said that so well. And, and I think that uh, the people of Liberia and and God's people there in in the church are are such a great example to us of people that have lived in in the in the face of really unspeakable challenges and and very difficult circumstances, but the joy of the Lord is there, right? Like the joy of the Lord is there, and the reason is because. Uh, and, and, it, and it was so much, you know, so much a joy and, and really just fun to be with Destiny and to to spend time with him because he's a great emissary for what God's doing through his people in in Liberia. And so there's this there's this joy and this uh, this reliance upon God that is that is there um, because uh because they are so fully, you know, relying on God. And I, I think we all have a tendency many times to, to try to, um, 
you know, do those things ourselves that we can do first before we go to God. And, and I think something that we learn from our, our brothers and sisters in Liberia is to, is to go to God first right? Like the first fruits of our time and our attention and our focus, uh, those affections need to be placed on Christ. And, and so uh, he and his ministry are an incredible reminder to me uh, and to us, I think, of, of doing that and doing that daily. Um, and, and then to see what the Lord is doing through hope and action to, to minister to these orphanage directors and caregivers and people and to expand the influence of the gospel geometrically in Liberia as a result. But, but it all, it all hinges on and it all rests on uh, prayer and devotion and, and ultimately um, going to God first. And so we, we really need to be people as well who support them in very tangible ways, but also um, to support them in prayer. Amen. We need to support our brothers and sisters in prayer as they're going through hard things. And and really, that's one of the things that we started the unadopted run for one for was to help those around uh, the world and especially here in the United States to see the needs of orphans and vulnerable children around the world to connect them to our partners. And so I want to remind you of the run for one. It's Lifeline's 10th annual 5K and one mile fun run. It will be August 28, 2021 in many various locations around the United States. And if one of those locations don't happen to be in your particular city or location, we also have the run where you are option where you can truly run a 5K or one mile fun run wherever you are, but you do so knowing that all the proceeds go to our strategic orphan care ministry unadopted in the 16 plus countries where we partner like Liberia and to the, the dedicated work of what Destiny is doing in Liberia. So this is a great opportunity to get outside with your family, to support orphan care at the same time. And while you're running, even to Dr. Rick's plea, to have that dedicated time to pray for the orphan, to pray for our partners like Destiny, and to pray for the needs around the world. If you're interested in getting more information uh, about the Run for One, you can always go to Run for One, the number five, k.org again that's run for one the number 5k.org well destiny as we even close down this podcast in that spirit what are some ways that people can be praying for you and praying for those that you serve uh, during this time yeah uh, yeah about two there are two major areas i think that we really need prayer for number one is um, how the gospel can penetrate into yeah, the rest of the counties through the orphanages. Because uh, I've discovered of recent, we had two pastor conferences and this, the, the counties, we actually had those conferences where there are actually counties that have, uh, have the, the mostly dominant population, uh, the Islamic population. So we had two situations where it, it, it has to take some serious steps, some physical serious steps um, to really explain to people in details what our mission was all about. It wasn't about indoctrinating Muslims to become Christians, but our purpose was to empower the churches there uh, and, the, and the orphanages there with the gospel and best practices so as to help them take care of children in the orphanages and children within the churches. 
Because uh, one of the things we understand is that even with most of our churches, there are vulnerable children, they're at risk youth, uh, and we can we, we continue to overlook them and we we, we believe they, they can just grow on their own. So one one major problem that I, I keep having on my mind is to pray for us in Liberia, hope in action, how we can be we can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might to keep preaching the gospel, to keep taking the gospel out into we got, we got 15 counties. Mosserado is not just Liberia. Many will always tell me. And then the second thing is for just resources, our training materials, uh, we need to be equipped. Right now, I'm trusting in God to have uh, my, the, the volunteers in Hope in Action develop, train, um, because I will not always be around. So these are two major areas. We are requesting PowerPoints always that the gospel, that the gospel will penetrate in the hearts of all the counties, through all the counties, and then that we can be trained, we can have the capacity so as to be able to reach out. It could be training materials, it could be logistics to help mobility, but we are looking up to God for his own resources, his own blessings that will help us to make what he has called us to be very fruitful. So thank you so much, and we look forward to hearing from all of you and to see you in Liberia the soonest as possible time. Man, and I know for one, one, amen, and I know for one that these prayers are being answered as we're seeing the fruit on the ground in Liberia through the work that Destiny is doing and through the work that REAP has done as well, seeing boys and girls who have been confined to these orphanages coming to saving faith in Christ Jesus. Uh, So encouraged about what the Lord has done, even amidst a global pandemic even amidst great adversity, to see the Lord flourishing in Liberia. And I would encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast and doesn't know too much about Liberia. Liberia has certainly gone through many wars and many tumults, many many sicknesses and many plagues, but yet to see the, the, the body of Christ continue after years and years of hardship to rise up and to lead and to lead people into the goodness of the Lord. And so just a reminder today that as we defend the fatherless, the greatest defense that we can have is by showing, teaching, and preaching the gospel by our availability, by our words, and by our actions. And I am grateful for our brother Alex because he is a preacher of the word. He is a worshiper of our Lord. He is a proclaimer of the gospel. And as you can hear, even in testimony today, he is one-on-one personally showing by his actions and by his ministry, the living out proclamation of the gospel of Christ Jesus. So remember about the Run for One to run on August 28, 2001. Go to Run for One, the number 5K.org to sign up so that you can support the much-needed work in Liberia and in the other countries we serve around the world. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. 
Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.